Welcome to worship on this holiest of nights here at Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. The night we celebrate the birth of our Savior and give thanks to God for such a miracle in the midst of this crazy world. We're glad you have found your way to us on Facebook Live or our website. And we are glad to know that you are with us in spirit as we join a few worship leaders here in this sanctuary. A few couple announcements before we begin with worship. Our church offices will be open next week until 1 o'clock each day if you need to be in touch or to make year-end gifts. If you are requesting or in need of pastoral care next week, please give us a call, and if we miss you, we will be right back in touch with you. Uh, I assure you that we pray for you, we miss you, uh, we care for you, and we look forward to 2021, where hopefully we can gather again in this beautiful sanctuary where you are all missed. A special thank you to our trumpeter, Eric Millard, to Fred Spano and Gay Pappen, and all of our musicians who are here uh, leading us in worship through music in, in safe ways with their masks on. After our introit this evening, um, Mylise and Chris Barr, who is an elder this year, and their children, who are not really children anymore, Addie and Carson, will light our Advent wreath. Please take a moment before we begin worship to set your communion table with the elements of wine and bread so that we might celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And now let us prepare our hearts to worship God. Sing sweet and low your lullaby Till angels say amen A mother tonight is rocking a cradle in Bethlehem. While wise men follow through the dark, a star that beckons them. A mother tonight is rocking a cradle in Bethlehem. A little child shall lead them, the prophet said of in storm and tempest heed them until the bell is told to sing sweet and low your lullaby till angels sing is rocking a cradle in Bethlehem. A mother tonight is rocking a cradle in
Rejoice in the Lord, Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. We relight the four Advent candles and recall what the good news means. Hope, peace, joy, and love. Jesus Christ is our greatest gift. He makes all other gifts possible. We light the Christ candle now and celebrate the birth of Christ. Let us pray. Jesus, you came among us as a tiny child so that we would know the love of God. This is the night we celebrate your birth and thank God for all the gifts we've been given. Help us to have courage to share with the good news joy and love, so that we may be your voice to others in the world of need. Amen. from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, as with joy at the harvest, as people exalt when dividing plunder. 
for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. message from the second chapter of, of Luke. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, 
the Lord. This will be a sign for you, and you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all of these things in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. May God bless the speaking and the hearing of God's holy word. Amen. Is it just me? Or does human connection now feel like a major violation? Face-to-face chit-chat feels like a luxury and a risk all at once. Even our ex- us extroverts are out of practice. One of my grandmothers has been recovering from a series of very serious falls. After spending several weeks isolated in hospitals and nursing homes, the kids and I were able to quarantine and then visit her the week before Thanksgiving. We had not seen her in months, and the one thing she wanted when she saw us was to touch our faces. I was terrified of passing COVID-19 to her, and yet we each leaned in towards her stretched out hands. All this time, all these months and weeks and days and moments, even if you happen to be huddled in your closet at this very moment with earphones listening to worship because your children are on a sugar high doing backflips in the living room. There has been too much solitude, too much barrenness and desolation, too much distance and nowhere for us to go. This emptiness created by this pandemic, it's real. If all of humanity is not crying out, come Lord Jesus, are we not, all of us, at least waiting and hoping and crying out for all that Christ embodies? Save us, our weary souls, our broken hearts. Heal us, our bodies, our loved ones, our fractured society. Transform us, our complacency, our dark thoughts, our insecurity. For the first time in history, we might have been able to save the human race by lying in front of the TV and doing nothing. And yet, that hasn't worked out too well either. Try as we may, Netflix, TikTok, podcasts, news reports, Zoom calls, there's still a void, a hole, a gap. Nothing we do, nothing we conjure up can fill this space. If nothing else, the grace of desolation shows us that we are not the ones who make things happen. We're not the ones in charge. The air outside, it's thin and cool. The sun set early. And if you're in Charlotte, at least, there's a heavy blanket of clouds that has been pouring down rain. This year has offered its share of darkness. Monday, December 21st, was the longest night of the year. As if they were rubbing it in our faces, Jupiter and Saturn seemed to kiss that night. The stars aligned. Huh. And yet, here on Earth, we have not hugged our parents or embraced our grandchildren in almost a year. The display of night glow had not happened in 800 years. And yet, here on the ground, we've been measuring our steps and counting our days. Exposure, two days. Social distancing, six feet. Quarantining, two weeks. Homeschooling, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, who knows? Lockdown, 10 weeks. No more than 50, no more than 20, no more than 10 can gather. Only one visitor, no, no visitors. Don't shake hands. 
Don't sing without masks. Don't touch your face. Over 2.5 million people have been sick with COVID-19. Most of us know someone who knows someone who has died of the pandemic. And so this moment we are in, it is not abstract or virtual. This is our moment. This is our story. These are our lives. These are our parents and our grandparents. This is our pain. This is our fear. And we have been terrified. And all the while, we also have kept walking. We've kept moving ahead. I know a first grader who's lost all four of her front teeth. A cancer patient completed his chemotherapy yesterday. I know a baby who took his first steps. I know a grandmother who's using her walker without protest. A senior has heard from at least one college. There have been weddings and baptisms. Bread has been delivered. Meals have been shared. I imagine there has been an outpouring of generosity and kindness and grace across this world. At least I know that's true here at Selwyn. You see, our decisions and our actions impact one another, and they also impact those who come after us, not just our children, but our children's children. And so on this particular evening, when all of the evenings just seem to run together, one must ask, what story is it that we tell? What is the story that defines our purpose and gives us meaning? What story do we tell about who we are? To remember, which for better and sometimes for worse, we all do around the season of Christmas. It's not a wistful act of nostalgia. When we tell the stories, when we sing the songs, when we light the candles, we actively claim our place within the ongoing narrative of our lives. And I don't think that narrative is over in 2020. You see, we may be separated. You may be in your living room or at your kitchen table or maybe even in the bottom of your closet. But we share a story beyond ourselves, not in a virtual way, but in a real way. Back in 1931, the author C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote The Lord of the Rings, were walking on the lawns of Oxford after dinner one night. Lewis was on the verge of falling into the Christian faith, and Tolkien was trying to help him take that last final step. Your problem, Tolkien says to Lewis, is that your imagination is not strong enough. You read the great stories of literature, and the fairy tales you love and allow yourself to be swept up and swept away. But when it comes to the Gospels, you become narrow and empirical. Your imagination, it shuts down and you start asking all kinds of rational questions. Here's the key, Tolkien says. The story of Christ should be seen as a story like all of those other great stories, just as beautiful and just as powerful, and it should work on you in the same way, through your imagination and through your heart, but with this one vital difference. This story really happened. Jupiter and Saturn, they've been crossing paths for centuries. And according to the Gospel of Matthew, at least, there was a bright star on that Christmas evening. I suppose it might have happened this way on the morning that Jesus was born. They walked, they waited, they were there in Bethlehem, but it seems as if they really had nowhere to go. There was a moment, it was a real moment, and there God unexpectedly and mysteriously invades the dark and empty reality of life. The cards were stacked against Joseph. The facts did not add up for Mary. The odds were not in their favor. Her belly, you see, it had been empty. His wherewithal, it had been short. The road, it had been long. There was a census, and Herod was on the hunt. And until this moment, the one who had been ordering their steps was Caesar. So much greed, so much evil, so much pain, so much uncertainty 
military occupation, political oppression, financial exploitation, poverty, and isolation. The art of survival leaves very little room for plans and choices. Were they weary? Were they alone? Were they terrified? The end was full. The stall, the feeding trough, the dust, the labor, the pushing, the screaming, the crying. At least the shepherds could hide in the shadows. They lived outside amongst their herds and the stars. The shepherds, I imagine they would have preferred to have been invisible. No status, no security, no access meant they may have been able to remain invisible to the Roman Empire. Scripture tells us point blank, they were terrified. This baby of ours, it enters a world of pain. Yes, the darkness and the threats, they're real. Yes, it's been a long, weary road. Yes, the grief and the anxiety, it's profound. And yet God shows up. God breaks in. God initiates a radical transformation, a reversal of sorts, a way when there really was no way. You see, in Christ, there is a collision of power, an interruption of hope, and an invasion of joy. Good news of great joy. Right now, in this moment, on this day, Savior, Messiah, Lord, Oh, we know this story, don't we? We know it so well. It has been carved deeply into our souls. There are grooves into the marrow of our bones that have been carved by this story. And so while we cannot gather and light candles here in this sanctuary, while we cannot travel lightly or hug or even sit at the table with the people we love the most, this is the story that fills the emptiness of our hearts. When Ed Thomas sings, we remember. When the bars light this Christ candle, we remember. When Lisa breaks bread and pours out the wine, don't we remember? Over these last many months, there may have been many other narrators filling our heads with many other stories. False gods could have been ordering our steps. Fear may have overshadowed our gratitude, predicted outcomes and statistics and polls and facts. They might have paralyzed our hearts and stunted our imaginations, but that's okay. Because the story of our lives is not the story of the things we make and the things we do. As C.S. Lewis states, it's the story of what we've been given to see, and to love, and to praise. That's our story. Ours is a story of joy. And you see, joy is deeper than sadness and stronger than grief, but it contains and it holds them both. And you see, joy, it can never be practiced. It can only be welcomed and received. Oh, this joy, it's so profound, it brings us to our knees. Not in wonder, which of course is our first response when God mysteriously interrupts our messy lives, but in praise and in gratitude for what we know to be true. This Savior of ours changes everything. We have been given a seat at this table to have seen the star, to have had the dream, to have been included, to matter more than your status or your problems or your mistakes, to have been encouraged, to have been forgiven, to have been seen when really we just wanted to be invisible, to have approached the manger as the shepherds make room for you also to catch a glimpse, to have encountered the gift of God's love. This is our story. This is your story. Fear not, for unto you a child is born. Amen.
When the wise men saw that the star had stopped over the place where the child was, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering into the home, they found Jesus and Mary. In falling to their knees, they worshipped and offered him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Friends, God has given each of us unique gifts that lend to the work of our hands. And this is not only for our own benefit, but as stewards of God's grace. Whether it is your time, your talents, your resources, financially or other, how is God calling you to respond in this season and as we head into the new year? During this anthem, we invite you to contemplate your gifts and how you may share it in your own life and in your work and in the life of the church. This evening, as we gather on Christmas Eve, our offering goes to support the Joy Gift, and this offering supports PCUSA leadership. Use Selwyn's text to give number 704-734-9818. With joy, let us bring our gifts to God.
Friends, tonight we remember and celebrate the birth of Christ. God who came to us in human flesh as a helpless baby. Those first invited to witness this event were shepherds who at work in a field with their flock. They were isolated and away from their loved ones. They had no gifts to bring. They were certainly not wearing their Christmas best. But an angel proclaimed to them, a savior has been born to you. And tonight we still come just as those shepherds to witness and to receive God's amazing grace and love. This table is Christ's table. It is not Selwyn's table, and it's not a Presbyterian table. This table belongs to Jesus, and all who hope in him are welcome here. Whether your faith is strong or wavering, whether you have come here often to worship, or whether this is your first time with us at all, you are welcome here. And tonight, a Savior is born for you. And that Savior invites you to this table. Let us pray. 
Jesus Christ, holy child, glory of God revealed. By starlight we first saw your face, now by candlelight we sing your praise. We come to you on this wondrous night to gather in praise and to lift up your name. Though the night is long, you are our hope. And when the path feels dark, we know that you lead the way. By your spirit, help us to shine with the brightness of your truth and to share the warmth of your great love. Give us a place amongst the shepherds that we may find the one whom we've waited. This year has been a long journey, O oh God, a year of illness, seasons of loneliness, days of great injustice and famine and natural disaster. We ask, O oh God, that on this holy day you soften our hearts and open our ears that we might not miss the coming of hope, a child whose glorious redemption we cannot imagine. As we continue to look east, longing for your arrival, help us to make our homes and communities a sanctuary of peace, filled with carols of your praise. We pray on this holy night for the poor, for those who are cold and hungry and looking for a dry place to rest. We pray for the oppressed, for those who are sick and those who are mourning, for the lonely and those who feel unloved. We pray for the aged and for the youth, for our healthcare workers who work around the clock on this night to save lives, for those who feed the hungry, for those who wait for answers, and those who struggle to adapt to change. We pray for the Church Universal, for those who kneel alongside us on this night, for congregations and ministries finding new ways to navigate these times. We pray for all those who are sit heavy on our hearts that we name in this moment of silence. Send us your spirit, O God, that we might be sent forward with the majesty of this night to share the grace we find with everyone we encounter. This we pray in the name of your Son, the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, on the night of our Lord's arrest, he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and said, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of sins. Drink it in remembrance of me. For every time that you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you.
hearts, let us now together lift our voices in prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving. Let us pray. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, a light shone upon those who lived in a land of deep darkness. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. When the time was ripe, God appeared in the mainstream of humankind. He came not with the lightning bolt, nor with the clamor of kingship, nor in the midst of much applause. He came still and small, into, po into the poverty of the world perceived only in the hearts of believers. We are those who celebrate his coming in time. We are the shepherds who adore him in awe. We are the travelers from afar who bear gifts to him. We celebrate the mystery which we know in our hearts. Gather and empower us, O oh God, as a community of peace and anticipation. Amen.
darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. He is the true light, which gives light to the world. Fear not, for unto you a child is born, a Savior, the Messiah, our Lord. Amen.